This morning, we're continuing our series that we started a number of weeks ago called Divine Crowns and thought it uh, pretty, our, our divine blessings. And so the week one, we talked about divine forgiveness. Week two, we talked about divine health and healing. Week three, we talked about divine redemption. And today, we talk about divine crowns. I thought it pretty neat that we're talking about crowns. But the scripture talks about crowns. In Psalm 103, let's read it together. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In verse 4, it says, one of the blessings of the Lord is that who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy. But what does it mean to be crowned with loving kindness and tender mercy? The scripture talks about God crowns us. Now, you know, we are typically, whenever I think of crowns, I think about, you know, Miss America or, you know, pageants and ladies that wear a tiara, I think it's called, right? A crown. Is that right, honey? Is that the right word? A crown, a tiara? I don't know, but you know. But what is the Lord talking about here? Whenever you look into the scripture, I was amazed at how much the Bible talks about crowns. And so the word crown in the scripture, it means several different things. It means authority. It means consecration. It means favor. It means to be set apart for sacred purposes. It means reward. It means a number of things. But today we're going to try to make application of three meanings of God's divine crowns. What is it that God crowns us with? The psalmist said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then he talks about one of the benefits that he remembered before the Lord was, and he crowns me with kindness and mercy. Three divine crowns that every believer, I believe God crowns us with, that I think makes application. And two of them are going to have to do to deal with us here in this life. As we live this life, we can expect and we can we can uh, receive the blessing of that. And then there's one in the life after, eternal life. But the first crown is the crown of spiritual power and authority. A crown throughout Scripture represented power and authority. And uh, every king that was crowned in Scripture... Also, with that crowning came power and authority. They were given power and authority as, as the king. And symbolically, when, when God crowns us, he crowns us with power and authority. And this is really important for you and I. Not, not natural power, not natural authority, but spiritual power and spiritual authority. Authority. Amen? How does that work? Well, first of all, God first fully invested his power and his authority in Jesus, didn't he? In Matthew 28, 18, this is what Jesus said. Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now, God gave his son Jesus all spiritual power and authority. And Jesus said, in heaven and in earth. And so, God gave his son Jesus spiritual power and authority in two spheres, in heaven and, and in earth. That's why in the natural, in, 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 in the natural creation, 
God exercises power and authority. You remember whenever uh, Jesus was in the in the storm with his disciples and you know they were they looked like they were about to drown and they were fearful and Jesus was actually asleep and they woke him up and they said don't you care we're going to drown. And you remember what happened Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves. In fact, Matthew 8:26 says, and Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves and suddenly all was calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. I mean, that's pretty powerful right there. You know, you got a strong wind coming up and Jesus says, hush, be still. And all of a sudden the wind bows down. I mean, you know, creation has to bow to the power and the authority of Jesus. Amen? Jesus also had power over the, over the spiritual realm. Remember the father that had the, uh, the demoniac son that fell into seizures and he would throw him in the fire and the water and, and, uh, he brought him, the father brought him to the disciples who couldn't help him, but they brought him to, then they, he brought him to Jesus and Jesus delivered him. In fact, Matthew 17, 18, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. Now, whenever you think about having power and authority over the winds and the waves and having the spiritual authority to just drive out a demon, just get out, and there it goes. I mean, you know, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty, that's pretty extraordinary. Amen? In the natural, somebody can have strength, somebody can have authority, but nobody had spiritual power and authority like Jesus. Amen? And so then God gave Christ the ability to crown us with spiritual power and authority. How many believers do we have in here today? And so in Luke 10, 19, this is what Jesus says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Now, you know, I was just thinking, I'm never going to know if I have the power and the authority to trample on snakes because when I see one, I run. (laughs) Only good snake is a dead one, right? (laughs) Jesus gave us power and authority to overcome all the power of the enemy, the scripture says. And listen, the reason why we can win every spiritual battle that we face in life is because of this. Because God gives us spiritual power and authority. And if we fully realize and understand it, we're not going to live our lives the same way anymore. Can I get a better witness than that? So we can expect, listen, we can expect to live an overcoming life because we've been crowned with spiritual power and authority. And you know, whenever I was thinking about this, I was thinking, when you become a child of God, whenever you become a child, uh, 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 saved, you give your life to Christ. It's like God places a crown on your head. And you know, another, another form of crown in the kings, it wasn't a tiara or, you know, like, uh, like queens or whatever wear. But it was just, it was this seat of, of representation of this guy, this woman, this, this child of God has been gifted with spiritual power and authority. Amen. And I want to encourage you today. It's not a small thing. Whenever David said, bless the Lord of my soul, he crowns my life. It's not a small thing. So how do we receive this, this spiritual power and authority? We begin to, to exercise it. It's given to us. It's already in our life. We just need to learn how to exercise it. 
And so in, in Hebrews 4.16, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in need. There's a boldness and a confidence that has to take place if we're going to exercise spiritual authority. You know, some people, they, they don't know how to use a, a you know, a, a firearm because they're scared of them. And they, you know, somebody could be breaking in their house and they, they put their hands up. They got ammunition, but they don't know how to use it. They're scared of it. Don't be scared of the power and the authority that God has given you. Amen? Come on. Don't be scared of it. Don't be afraid of it. Be bold and come to the throne room of grace and exercise the spiritual authority that God has given you. Amen? In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus said this, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so bind means to forbid. And he's saying whatever you forbid on earth is, is forbidden in heaven. Whatever you release to, to loose means to, to release. Jesus is telling us, listen, I'm crowned you with spiritual power and authority. Exercise it exercise it. Amen. And so don't let the enemy break into your house when you've been given spiritual power and authority, exercise it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I was, uh, I was reminded of a couple of times whenever Olivia was born, uh, whenever she was first born, she kept getting sick. Like it seemed like she would get sick and having, you know, one after another. And Tanya and I were losing a lot of sleep. And so after a while, we're just like, man, you know, this is for the birds, you know. But all of a sudden, it occurred to us, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can't, we're not just going to submit to this. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to lay uh, handle snakes with safety, and if they drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. We placed our hands on Olivia, and we began to pray, amen, in the name of Jesus. And, you know, after we laid our hands on her, you know, it changed. All of a sudden, we got past that. I don't know what would have happened if we wouldn't have prayed, but I know something rose up in me at that time and saying, listen, you know, I'm not just going to stand there and let the enemy break into my house. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to defend myself off the enemy uh, from the enemy's attacks. Amen. And what I want to encourage you is that God's given you power and given you authority. And, and listen, you need to rise up and you need to stand up and you need to take authority that God has given you over your house, your family, your home, your belongings. And come on, and your physical and mental capacity. Amen. Amen. Now, you might think I'm crazy whenever I'm going to tell you this next story. But it's okay. I mean, you won't be the first one to think I'm crazy. But, you know, years ago when I worked in the oil field, you know, I went, uh, I, I had to go out on these rigs to install uh, these, you know, this safety valves whenever they were completing a well. And uh, there was a, they, they were ready for my service. Problem was there was a tropical storm out there. And so I am at the dock in Cameron waiting for the storm to pass so they could get me out there. And so they don't hurry. You know, they get that, those rigs cost a lot of money. And so the tropical storm's still out there, and they're loading us on the boat. Now, a little, a little, a little backstory. 
I went to eat just before I got on the boat. <laughs> yeah, you're tracking with me, aren't you? And so we're going out there, and man, oh my goodness, it's it's the roughest ride I ever took. The boat's coming out of the water. Like, you're sitting on the seat, and the next thing you know, you're looking at the ceiling. And then, oh, oh here we go, boom. And, you know, and so after a few minutes of that, I'm going for the bathroom, right? And so I can remember just like, you know, just, you know, holding on to the toilet <laughs> and thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is. And then I thought about this story about Jesus speaking to the storm. And I said, right there in that bathroom, Lord Jesus, you did it in Bible times. I know you could do it again. Again, Lord, speak to these winds and tell them to be calm. And tell these waves to be quiet. And you might think I'm crazy, but all of a sudden, things started changing. In fact, I heard the captain on the PA, on the on the intercom system say, "Yes, sir, we're going to be there quicker than we thought." It's all of a sudden getting calmer out here, and it was like in my mind, it was the Lord saying, "You have authority. You have power." Come on, how many of you prayed that it wouldn't rain in your backyard when you were having a picnic, and the rain came all the way around except in your yard, and you just people think you're crazy that that your prayer didn't have nothing to do with that. But come on, I believe that God has crowned you with spiritual power and authority, and I believe you should exercise it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Come on, don't just submit to the enemy's attacks on your life. Rise up. He says, I've given you, you have mighty weapons in your arsenal. Amen. So we can change our environment when we realize what God has crowned us with. God has crowned us with spiritual power and spiritual authority. Number two, the second crown, I believe that God gives his children, is the crown of joy. It's the crown of joy. I believe as children of God, we can live in a perpetual state of joy, regardless of what we're going through. You know, remember Miss Kit, just last year, Miss Kit, you know, she's about to go to glory, hours away from glory, and I went to visit her, and, and I'm talking to her. You know, you heard me tell the story. She said, get my tithe, it's right there. She could barely speak, but her tithe, she wanted to make sure I brought her tithe back to church. and. And she's so close to glory, and she's cracking jokes. I'm like, this is, I mean, I had less joy than her. I mean, it was amazing. How can that be? How can somebody be in that state and be witty and have jokes? I mean, it's incredible. Just this past week, I went to see uh, an elderly man. And he's, he's on his deathbed. He's dying. He's got, he's got bone cancer. He, he's, he's not long from, from glory. And he's there just in severe pain with wittiness, with cracking jokes, laughing. How can that be? It's because it's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is not circumstantial. You see, sometimes some people, they have joy if their circumstances are good. But how many of you know you can't wait for your circumstances, you can't wait for the stores to line up to get joy. You're going to have to get it some other way, amen? And so, you know, the crown of joy. How does have someone have joy? Isaiah 35.10 says this, 
Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. How many of you know joy is more powerful than sorrow and mourning? No, no, that wasn't good enough. I need to say that again. How many of you know God's joy, the joy of the Lord, is more powerful than sorrow and mourning? Weeping may be for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Some people, you know, they wait for their circumstances to get right to get joy. But I want to encourage you, God desires, I want to encourage you today that God desires us to live in a perpetual state of joy. Amen. Listen, joy doesn't come out there from out here. Joy comes from in here. Amen. It comes from the everlasting God. He is the the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And so how do we tap into everlasting joy? Number one, to be crowned with joy, you have to look beyond your circumstances. And that's what James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Now, what is he saying here? You have to have, to have joy, you have to have a perspective shift. You can't have joy if you're always focusing on your problems and on your situation, right? Don't ask God why this is happening me to me. Maybe ask God, God, what do you want to do through this situation that's happened? Come on, can I get a better amen? You know, listen, you know what I found? Every time I sit down and have a pity party, I go further in the in the pit, amen? But whenever I start getting my eyes off of myself and my problems, whenever I have a perspective shift and I start looking at God and looking at, Lord, what do you want to do in the middle of this situation? All of a sudden, something happens inside of me and, and there's a bubbling of joy that starts coming out. I'm trying to encourage somebody in here, amen? Changing your perspective makes all the difference in the world. It's what you focus on. We talked about this last week, but it's what you focus on. To be crowned with joy, number two, you have to look beyond the problem and focus on God's promises. you got to focus on God's promises. James says, count it all joy when you go through various times, knowing that the trying of your faith is going to produce. How many of you know God don't waste anything? Amen? And so here's one of God's promises. You're never going to be alone when you go through trials. You're never going to be alone. A child of God never has to say, nobody knows, because God knows, and he's going to be with you. Isaiah 43, 2, I love this passage. It says, when you go through deep waters and great troubles, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up by the flames. The flames won't consume you. What is God promising here? We don't have to go through trials and tribulations all by ourselves. We need to know that we're not alone. God is with us. Listen, I want you to know God is with you. You might feel all alone. You might feel like nobody knows what you're going through, but I want you to know the God that knows every hair that falls off our head. He knows every bird that falls out the sky, knows exactly where you're at, what you're going through, what you're dealing with. You are not alone. Amen? That's a promise from God. The Lord is with you. Hebrews 1 or 13.5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Remember the three Hebrew boys that God 
got thrown into the fiery furnace because they wouldn't worship the golden calf. They got thrown in this fiery furnace. It was so hot. The soldiers that threw him in there died. And then all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar, he say, he looks through the door of the furnace and he says, wait a minute. Did we throw three guys in there or four? Well, it was three. I know it was three. It was only three. Didn't y'all tie them up? Yeah, we tied them up. Well, they walking around in there. Well, how is it they're walking around in there? And, and there's not three in there, but there's four in there. Amen. You know, that's a picture, right? I mean, here they were thrown in the fiery furnace and God jumped in the furnace with them and said, and then whenever they came out, they didn't even smell the smoke. Come on. That God's trying to encourage us. It's not that we won't go through trials and tribulations. In fact, Jesus told us the opposite. In this world, you shall have trials and tribulations. But what the Lord is trying to encourage us is, listen, no matter how big the, no matter how deep the pit, no matter how great the battle that you face, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to help you get through this thing. Y'all believe that this morning? Do you believe that the Lord will take you through every battle, every circumstance? Amen. Every situation. God promises to have everlasting joy. We have to keep a good attitude. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a good attitude. The scripture says, brethren, count it all joy. You know, that's a choice. It's a choice that we have to make. You have to choose joy. And I want to encourage you. You got to choose it. You can't, you know, your circumstance is your circumstance. Your situation is your situation. There's some things we can control and some things we can't control. But we have to make a decision that, listen, I don't have to live without joy because this happened or that happened. I can live with joy because of what Jesus did. Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood. He gave his all for me. He gave his all so I don't have to live in my life in sorrow, mourning, grief, shame, guilt, anything like that. I can live with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Come on. He crowns you with joy. And so that's why whenever, you know, as a pastor, we get to see a lot of people go through a lot of different scenarios, terrible situations, tragic situations. But, you know, I can tell you as a pastor observing, man, there's a difference between people that know the Lord and are walking with God and people that don't. They go through similar situations and circumstances, but there's something that I can see with my natural eyes. I can see on the people of God. They have a strength. They have a grace. They have something working on the inside of them that Ray Charles can see. Amen. It's the joy of the Lord. Amen. It's the strength of God. Amen. Amen. So listen, God crowns you with spiritual authority. And listen, what I'm trying to tell you is that as a child of God, you can bind and loose the powers of darkness. You can change the environment of your house by using your spiritual authority. Amen. You don't have to succumb to every circumstance and situation that you go through in life. You can rise above it through the joy of the Lord. It's a crown that the Lord gives us. Amen. Now, here's the third and the final crown I believe God gives believers. It's the heavenly crown. The heavenly crown. Now, what does that look like? What does the heavenly crown look like? Let me just kind of unpack this for just a moment. Number one, our heavenly crown is an incorruptible, victorious crown. Remember in 1 Corinthians 9, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church in verse 24, 
do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They did, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Incorruptible crown. It's a victorious crown. Amen. And so many people are living their lives only to win earthly crowns, crowns of power, crowns of prestige, crowns of fortune and fame. And so they spend all of their lives to get earthly crowns. Paul says, those earthly crowns, they're going to rust, they're going to corrode. You know, just recently we were out in in Erath going through, you know, my my dad's stuff after he passed away we still going through that stuff and i found some trophies some trophies that i got whenever i was young you know with that red glove i stole remember that <laughs> but you know what i mean those crowns those trophies didn't mean anything it's like throw that away throw that away throw that away how many of you know i mean we get a trophy and we're just like oh we got a trophy the next day we forget about that trophy and then the leg breaks off or whatever it is next thing you know it's in it's in the dumpster right but come on how many of you know whenever you work for the crown the victorious crown of christ you're never gonna lose that crown amen ain't no rasa corrosion can steal that amen heavenly crown Believers live to win the heavenly crown of pleasing God. That's what they live for. They run their race. So listen, nothing wrong with, you know, just pursuing things in life. I think we should. But let's not lose sight of the real crown. The real, the real heavenly, incorruptible, victorious crown. Amen? So here's my word of encouragement. Live your life with intentionality. Run your race to receive the incorruptible eternal crown of glory, which the Lord is going to give you. Amen. Our heavenly crown is also a crown of reward. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Paul said this, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the course. I've kept the faith in the future. There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Not only to me, but also all who have loved his appearing. Now, the word crown here is a picture of a garland wrapped around someone's head used to bestow success and victory in a sports award ceremony. You know, kind of like our picture of the Olympics when you get the gold medal and you're standing on the podium and they put that gold medal. Well, they would do it with a wreath, a crown. The crown, Paul said, is the crown of righteousness. It's a crown that the righteous judge will give us when we have finished our race, when we've ran ran our race. The crown of righteousness is a crown given to those who have lived their life in righteousness. means right standing with God. How many of you know the minute you breathe your last, if you're serving God, living for God, here comes the crown of righteousness. Amen. For, uh, I see Miss Badge for Brother Francis. I, you know, I had the thought whenever Brother Francis was about to go into glory, I thought his award ceremony is going to take a while. I mean, you know, he had a lot of stones in his crown. Amen. He made a splash for the kingdom of God. Amen. But you know, listen, the greatest words we could ever hear 
is these words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. How many of you want to hear those words? The last, the worst words you could hear is, depart from me. You heathen. Doesn't say that, but you know, right? That's the worst word. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, you know, we have to ask ourselves a question. What are we living for? What's our ambition? What's our ambition? Is it to, to build wealth, fame, stuff? What, what are we spending all our time and energy on? We need to keep it in perspective. That one day we're going to cross the finish line called life. And then we're going to face our judge. We're going to have to give an answer. We're going to have to give an account for our life. And if we can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. I've never done a cartwheel, I don't think, but I'm going to do one then. Amen. Amen. Are y'all with me out there? And so finally, our heavenly crown is a crown of loving kindness and mercy. And that's what the psalmist said in 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Who redeems your life from destruction and who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. God is kind and he's merciful, right? And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, right? Kindness and mercy is the action of extending love, favor, tenderness, forgiveness, compassion. The crown of loving kindness and mercy is a picture of God seeing about the benevolence and welfare of others. And so get this picture with me. As a believer, God puts crowns on our head. He puts one crown of spiritual power and authority. He wants us to live an overcoming life. He don't want us to have to fight the battles of life without any kind of help. So he says, I'll give you my power and authority, and you can fight your battles with my power and authority. And then he puts another crown on our head, saying, I don't want you to depend on, be dependent on whether somebody treats you right or treats you wrong, is faithful to you, not faithful to you, whether you do really well in life or you don't do so well in life. I don't want your joy. I don't want your well-being to be dependent on external circumstances. So I'm going to crown you with joy. And it's going to be an internal joy that's going to come right out of your spirit. It's called the joy of the Lord. It's one of the fruits of the spirit. And the Lord wants it to come bubbling out of our, our soul. So we don't have to walk around long faced like a Missouri mule eating saw briar on a frosty morning. Amen. Come on, we can live with the joy of the Lord. And then the final crown is the crown, the heavenly crown of righteousness, of loving kindness and tender mercy. And whenever I think about this, I think about as a child of God, wherever you go, God's mercy, God's grace, God's goodness, God's compassion is going with you. It's, it's going with you wherever you go, wherever you're at. As a child of God, you know, as a natural parent, we, we look after our children. We want to help them. We want them to succeed. We try to give them everything. We, we want them. They have our support, right? The Heavenly Father wants your, you to succeed. I love Psalm 23 and verse 6. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Listen, the reason we can have spiritual authority is because his mercy and grace follows us wherever we go. The reason we can have joy is because of his mercy and grace that follows us. Amen. The reason, remember last week, we can be redeemed from the pit that we can have, we can bounce back, man. We can make a mistake. We can fail. And God still causes us to, to bounce back is because his mercy and his grace, his kindness follows us all the days of our life. Amen. And so if you think about it right now, you know, if you could, if you could draw a picture, if we could see God's mercy, God's kindness, God's compassion, God's love, whenever we exit this building right now, it would be following every one of us that are children of God. It'd be following us in our car down the street, in our home, in our workplace, in our neighborhood. Amen. Come on. It'll even follow us into the courthouse. Amen. Come on. How many of you know it's, it's mercy is everlasting. Come on. How many of you glad you're a child of God? Amen. Come on. Divine crowns is the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Would you do me a favor and just stand with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, I just love the idea of just walking around with God's mercy and grace on my life. It's just an amazing thing. God wants you to have mercy and grace following you. How do you, how do you get mercy and grace following you? How does a child of God receive that loving kindness in his life? Well, you know, Jesus wore a crown for us so we can be crowned with his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace. The Bible says in Mark 15, 17, they put a purple robe on him. Then they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. Why did Jesus take the crown of thorns? So we could be freed from the curse of sin death. We could overcome sin and death. Whenever we die, we could receive the greatest crown. It's called the crown of life. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who perseveres on the trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. The crown of life. The greatest crown we could receive is the crown of life, eternal life. Amen. Would you bow your head with me for just a moment? Sir, I think the worst thing that you could do is live without the kindness and the mercy of God following you. Ma'am, I think the best thing that could ever happen to you and I is for us to surrender our life to Christ and ask him to forgive us and submit our hearts to him and let him crown us. You know, that doesn't happen until we surrender, until we, we receive the provision of the cross. And this morning, I want to give you a chance to do that if you've never done that. If you don't know for sure that you're a child of God, that you're a Christian, that you're living in the mercy and the kindness of God, I want to pray for you today. You just have to make a decision. I'm ready to surrender my life. I'm ready to give my life to Him. 
Everybody's heads are bowed and we just to give you some privacy. But if today you say, man, I'm ready to surrender my life. I'm ready to live my life for Christ. Would you pray for me, Todd? I want this day to be the first day of my life with Jesus. If you would just slip up your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. I see your hand right here. Anywhere else? Over here. Anywhere else? Just raise your hand. Just hold it up and just say, that's me. Just pray for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to pray this prayer together. And I want to encourage you to just pray it with me. Just say this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking your crown of thorns, representing the curse, so the curse could be broken off of my life. Lord Jesus, I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to wash me and cleanse me. Lord, I surrender to you. I want to live for you. Lord, help me to turn my life around and to live my life for you. From this day forward, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 I could just see, I could just see in my spirit, in in my, my spiritual eye, the Lord just walking around here placing crowns on those of you that just surrendered your life to Christ. Amen. Come on. You can't see it, but you got some crowns on your head. Amen. Let me pray for you as we dismiss. Father, I pray for every person here. God, may the mercy of God, may the kindness of God, may the compassion of God. Lord, may the kindness and mercy and goodness of God follow each and every one of us. Lord, not just today, throughout the week, throughout our life, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you need prayer for anything, come this way. Hey, listen. The uh, Cuba people are selling uh, sweets out there. Encourage you to buy a cake or cookies or something. It'll help them get to Cuba. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.